Coming up on 5-Minute News. Death toll in Moroccan earthquake passes 2,100. Biden says China economic crisis makes Taiwan invasion less likely. And Russian regional vote gives Putin strong lead amid claims of vote rigging. It's Monday, September 11. I'm Anthony Davis. Survivors of Morocco's deadliest earthquake in more than six decades struggled to find food, water and shelter on Sunday as the search for the missing continued in remote villages and the death toll of more than 2,100 seemed likely to rise. Many people were spending a third night in the open after the 6.8 magnitude quake hit late on Friday. Relief workers faced the challenge of reaching the worst affected villages in the High Atlas, a rugged mountain range where settlements are often remote and where many houses crumbled. The death toll climbed to 2,122, with 2,421 injured. Morocco said it may accept relief offers from other countries and will work to coordinate them if needed. The damage done to Moscow's cultural heritage became more evident as local media reported the collapse of an historically important 12th-century mosque. The quake also damaged part of Marrakesh Old City, a UNESCO World Heritage Site. In Moulay Brahim, a village 25 miles south of Marrakesh, residents described how they dug the dead from the rubble using their bare hands. On a hillside overlooking the village, residents buried a 45-year-old woman who had died along with her 18-year-old son, a woman sobbing loudly as the body was lowered into a grave. With many homes built of mud bricks and timber or cement and breeze blocks, structures crumbled easily. It was Morocco's deadliest earthquake since 1960, when a quake was estimated to have killed at least 12,000 people. The government said on Sunday it had set up a fund for those affected by the earthquake. The government has also said it's reinforcing search and rescue teams, providing drinking water and distributing food, tents and blankets. The World Health Organization said more than 300,000 people have been affected by the disaster. President Joe Biden said on Sunday he held his highest-level talks with Chinese leadership in months, adding that Beijing's economic wobbles would not lead it to invade Taiwan. Biden said he met with Chinese President Xi Jinping's number two, Chinese Premier Li Qiang, at the annual G20 summit in New Delhi. The talks were the highest-level meeting between the two powers in nearly 10 months since Biden and Xi spoke at last year's G20 in Indonesia. Li, who became premier in March, attended the gathering of world leaders in place of Xi. The two leaders were not expected to hold talks at the G20, but unscripted encounters at the summit are common. The two superpowers have been trying to thaw frosty relations this year after a spat over a Chinese spy balloon that flew over US territory, while fears of an economic slowdown have gripped Beijing. Speaking at a press conference in Vietnam, Biden touted the US economy as the strongest globally. He told reporters that China's growth was slowing due to a weak economy, as well as Chinese policies, but did not specify which. Biden called China's economic situation a crisis, citing issues in the real estate sector and high youth unemployment. 
Meanwhile, the U.S. economy grew at a 2.1% annualized rate last quarter. Central bankers have sharply raised interest rates to bring inflation back down to target levels. August trade data showed China's exports and imports both narrowing their declines, joining other indicators showing a possible stabilization in the economic downturn as policymakers seek to spur demand and fend off deflation. Biden has tried to keep communications open with China to lower the temperature in international friction, including over Taiwan, the self-ruled island claimed by China. Russia last night wrapped up widely denounced regional and municipal elections, including in regions annexed from Ukraine, delivering strong support for President Vladimir Putin amid criticism of vote rigging and Kiev's push to reclaim its land. The Council of Europe, Europe's leading rights group, called the week-long vote a flagrant violation of international law, and Kiev and its allies say it was an illegal attempt to tighten Moscow's grip over regions in Ukraine's south and east. The overwhelming vote across Russia and in the annexed regions for the dominance of Putin's United Russia party has delivered on the Kremlin's long-repeated domestic message that Putin is by far the strongest guarantor of stability. But in the region's voting, electoral competition was limited, as strong candidates, including some from Russia's main opposition Communist Party, were blocked from running by authorities. The Kremlin says opinion polls and numerous election wins show that Putin is by far the most popular politician in Russia and that elections are free and fair. All significant legal political forces in Russia, including the patchwork of opposition parties that provide a semblance of competition at the polls, are broadly loyal to Putin and his 18-month-old war in Ukraine. Kremlin critics have said that elections in Moscow are easily rigged due to the capital system of electronic voting, which they say is impossible to audit. Similar systems have been rolled out in many other Russian regions. The results mean that Moscow's hand-picked governors in the territories, a mixture of veteran separatist bosses and small-time local pro-Russian politicians, win full terms in office. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.